theyeshiva.net. Okay, if you didn't take out your source sheets, take out your source sheets page, Kuf Ayin Aleph. And uh, we will begin momentarily right now. Okay. So, Bruchim Haboyim to all of all who are joining us virtually. I guess everybody is joining us virtually this Friday morning. Erev Shabbos Vayikra, Bez Nissen Tovshin Pei, 2 Nissen 5780. March 27th, 2020. Uh, today, Bez Nissen is the yard site, the Yoimai Lula of the Rebbe Rashab, whose mimer we're learning during the last few days. And as it happens to be, it's not just any yard site, it's the 100th anniversary of his yard site, of his Ilula. He passed away on Bez Nissen, Tof Reish Pei. Metzoy Shabbos Kodesh Vayikra, the second night, the second day of Nissan, the night of the second day of Nissan in the year 1920. So this base Nissan 2020, Tov Shinpei, marks exactly a century of the Hilul of the Estalkus of this great spiritual master and teacher and giant whose mimer we're now learning. We've learned some of his past teachings in the past via Daita. Last year we learned via Daita. Moskva. This Maimer is from the year Tofrish Ayin Beis, 1912, or in the Hebrew calendar would be 5672, which means eight years before his passing. And uh, he passed away in the city of uh, Rostov on the Don, on the Don River. And actually, I was supposed to be, <laughs> I was supposed to be there today. And be there for Shabbos. I sent out an email. We got quite a few responses, but uh, obviously, divine providence had different plans, not only for me, but for another seven point seven billion people living on this planet. So we're here. Ona Hashem ki ani avdecha. There is a diary of uh, somebody who was present at his passing. His name was Reb Moshe Dov Berifkin. Reb Moshe Dov Berifkin came ultimately to America and he was one of the Rosh Hashivas of Teravadas. Those who lived in Teravadas in the 1950s or 60s or 70s uh, remember Rabbi Rifkin. He's the author of a sefer called Shari Tzion. He was one of the Masmichim, the rabbis who would give smich in Teravadas. And he was at the Ptira of the Rebbe Rashab. And fascinatingly and quite unusually, he wrote a whole sefer of what he saw. The sefer is called Ashkafta de Rebbe. Ashkafta de Rebbe is an expression from a sechtek suvis called Ashkafta de Rebbe, suvis kuv gimel or kuv dalad, about the histalkos, the passing of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. So Rabbi Rifkin, Rabbi Moshe Doiv Be Rifkin, Rabbi Rifkin, they called him. He passed away in 1977, I think, or 76. He wrote a whole book called Ashkafta de Rebbe, a diary which he held from the last few weeks of the Rebbe Rashab's life, from his Purim of Fabreng in 1920 in Rostov, the Mimer of Purim, and then the last few weeks, till only two weeks till Beznes, including the last minutes, the last hours. It's an incredible, incredible read. 
because it's really that you get such a personal and intimate account of the last few hours and days of a person of such stature. You know, how somebody returns their soul. Uh, I remember when I read it the first time, it was uh, beyond emotional. There's one line I want to share with you. Rabbi Rifkin writes this, he was present, that moments before the Rebbe Rashab passed away, he was in bed, it was Mitzvah Shabbos, it was close to four o'clock in the morning. And he said, he said these words, he looked at the people, and he said these words, Ich gay in Himmel, und ich savim lazich eich. I'm going to heaven, and the writings, the ksavim, the writings, meaning the writings of Chassidus, Chassidus Chabad, of himself and his predecessors, back to the Balatanya, I'm leaving to you, I'm leaving to you. Those are one of the last things he said. Uh, he said that a few minutes before his passing, he heard him uh, speak about two levels of bittel. And Yehudi Elah, Yehudi Tato. But I once heard myself from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who asked a very simple question. And he said, My Kamashmalon, anyone who goes to heaven, they leave their writings here. He said, Ich gehe in Himmel und Xavim Lazachaich. Obviously, what we accomplish here, what we write, anything we write, stays behind. The Rebbe said that what the Rebbe Rashab was trying to say was something much deeper. He was. He said, I'm going to heaven, but I'm leaving you something which will allow you to have me forever. So it's not just, I'm leaving you ksavim. And through that, we shall remain, oh, thank you, we shall remain eternally connected. Because a real tzaddik, a real rebbe, puts his soul into his Torah. So when you're learning, you're not just learning words or ideas. There's also a deep, intimate communication with a neshama, with a soul of a true Rebbe who's completely one with the source of everything, with the source of infinity. So when we learn these ksavim and we talk about them and we have a shear in them and we learn them every morning, whether it's the Rebbe Rashab or the other Maimarim that we learn on a constant basis, it's not just words and ideas. He says, Ich in Himmel and the Ksavim And through the Ksavim, there's a very deep and dynamic and living connection. And it's not just anecdotal and cute and numerous, but it's authentic because the Gemara says, the Medrash says that Sadikim are doimim labayrim. They're like their creator. They're similar to their creator. And the Gemara says in Masech Shabbos, Davkov Dalad, that the word Anoichi, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, is an acronym, Ano Nafshi, Ksavis Yehovis, Anoichi, Ana Nafshi Ksavis Yehovis. I have given and written my soul into Torah. My soul, my essence is transcribed, it's engraved in Torah. That's why it's the opening word of the Ten Commandments. So just like it's Kavayachal by Hashem about Torah, Ana Nafshi Ksavis Yehovis, it's not just a book of laws or stories or history or mitzvahs or pilpul or lamdis. That's true. But it's much more than that. It's the divine itself. Like we learned in the Purim Maimer, that all of Torah is a marshal for a nimshal, 
and the nimshal is chachmei la, but chachmei la is a marshal for ein seif, if you remember that, very profound ideas. So the same is true in the writings of <coughs> a tzaddik, a rebbe, and so forth. <coughs> so, uh, <coughs> let's look inside now. And uh, we uh, ex- started to explore yesterday a very, very profound idea of the rebbe. When you have a chance, you can go to the comments on yesterday's shir. Some people wrote very interesting comments. And I'm sure today there'll also be very interesting comments. And you can text your questions to eight four five seven 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 forty seven forty seven. Let's look inside. I want to repeat a few words what we learned yesterday and go a few lines further, and try to explain a little bit. Page Kufayin Aleph, the line starts Shahu. It's around 10 lines from the top. Yeah. In one sentence, what did we learn? It's not going to be a long introduction. I want to say I promise, but I'll say Bli Neder. We focused on Nefesh, we focused on Ruach, and then we focused on Neshama. Nefesh is Evet Knaini. That's the Evid, the Hefkeirin Nichile. He wants Hefkeiris, but he's still an Evid. He shows up. The bottom line is he shows up to work. And the reason he shows up to work is because there's an agreement. There's a conviction. There's a value. There's no inspiration. There's no enthusiasm. There's no feelings. I'm not interested. Which is why there could be failure and failure and failure again. Because there's so many voices in me that are not interested. I'm not engaged. But I'm st- I still show up. And he explains there's conviction, there's an inner value, there's a superconscious called makifim of chaya yechida that guide a person. And in Evet Knaini itself, the spectrum is huge from a very base level to a very lofty level. Rabbi Gamliel says, my tovi, my tayyad tovi avdi, he's not like a regular Evet Knaini, he's a kosher Evet, he's something special. In the Jew itself, you have an Evid Knaini from one extreme to another extreme. You have Evid Ivri. Evid Ivri is Ruach. Evid Ivri is, he's a, there's an, the, the Evid is as an Ivri. There's passion, there's enthusiasm. Every day by davening, there's a very deep connection. If you want to use the word, there's a romance, there's an affection, there's an exciting relationship. And when you're in that moment, you think it's going to last forever because it's really there. It's not, it's not fake. It's not delusional. It's really there. But he says, but there's no real transformation. There's inspiration, but not transformation. So we have commitment, Evid Knaini. Inspiration, Evid Ivri. But a few hours later, the beer wakes up from hibernation. <laughs> the animal soul, in all of its insecurities and all of its beastliness, emerges. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't know if you ever saw a video of how a beer comes out of hibernation. It's like, you know, he emerges. The beer is here. And uh, watch out. So yeah, there's moments of inspiration. My animal, my little beer or my puppy, I don't know what type of Nefesh Bahamas you have. The Nebbe Rashab has a Miami. So everyone has a different animal. So some people have he calls it, some people are like sheep, some people are like goats, and some people are like bulls. <laughs> he could be a kev, that's why there's carbonus. You can have a sheep and a goat and an ox, a bull. This week's parsha. why? 
Because everyone has a different nefesh of Bahamas. This one is a bull, an ox. And this one is a goat, stubborn. And this one is a sheep. You know what a sheep is? A sheep is a, a shephala. Uh And goats, goats are stubborn. So there's different types. It emerges. And when it emerges, suddenly you realized you subdued it. You weakened it. But you didn't, there was no transformation. Then there, there is the third level. We'll see the third level is associated with a female servant, an Amma And uh, there, it's not just commitment, it's not just inspiration, it's transformation. Now, let's see inside. Okay. For this, you need Neshama. Those who weren't here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that you hear the previous Shurim. It's a very, very rich uh, very rich mimer. But this was the point that we learned. And Ruach, you also need his bindingness, but it's brief. And the Shama here, he says, you have to understand Hishtalshalus and understand the Lakus and understand every world and understand how it works and what it works and all the details. And you have to understand it in, a, in an internalized way and with all the nuance. And he finishes, he says, that way, the Eire Laki is made of Pnimius. He's a keli. We learned a few lines, but I want to repeat. The midis, even of the nefesh alikis, are not kalim for alikus. They're not vessels for godliness. Shocking words. Shocking words. If you've been learning with us for a while, you should know that these words are shocking. To say the midis of the nefesh elikis are not kalim for elikus. Lefi shemidis heim chutz lo ha'etzah. Shemidis heim ispailus. Mechal ispailus chutz lo Midis, it's not because they're not good midis. They're divine midis. But by definition, they remain outside of the core, of the essence. Why? Because they are his spilus. The chol is spilus of chutzlats. The kshobis achdos ene shayech azlis spilus kiim dafka kshuchutzlats. In oneness, there's no his spilus. Only when you're outside of that, sometimes there's a spilus. Umemela moven chain bebchinas kli loyed eliki. So if I'm outside of the etzem, by definition, I can't become a real vessel for the divine light. Mashenkin moichin ne bebchinas is achdos. The bechlal moichin of bechinas dveikas vis achdos, not like midas. So I feel bechinas is spilus sichli, even the intellectual excitement, not the emotional excitement. Emotional excitement is that I'm excited about it; it's relevant. The spilus sichli, as I'm excited about the idea, he says gamkin ene bechinas is spilus. The bechlal moichin of bechinas is achdos. The definition of moichin is oneness. So my achas of bechinas is achdos. When you're one with Ein Soif, you could become open, you could be a keli for it. And this creates transformation. When this midis, it's gewaldic, I subdued my animal soul, I silenced it. I was mevatel it, it created a certain uh, surrender of the animal soul, but not a real metamorphosis. O lefi she'en emeshanas tivo legamri, 
And because the person has not transformed himself, so therefore, ultimately, unholiness, the animal soul can, can, can hold on to it because it's not transformed. There's an achiza. You're, you're leaving room for outer forces, unwholesome un, uh, forces to, 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 to latch on, to latch on, okay? Achiza is, you know what an achiza, achiza means to hold on, right? To hold on to something. A virus can't replicate itself if it doesn't attach itself to a host cell. But cells don't allow invaders to come in. The cells are very sensitive. You know how many viruses and bacteria try to come into our body? The cells don't let in. There's a lot of defenses. But what does, what does the, what does the virus do? It appears as a friend. It appears as a friend, a brilliant device, and the soul opens up the door and it comes in. Once it comes in, it hijacks the cell and it uses its mechanism to replicate itself. That's called an achiza. There's an opening for other forces to come in. In midis, not in moichen. This is the meaning of the posik in Mishlei. Now, you have to hear this interpretation because it's astounding. The Pasuk says, a fool doesn't want Tvuna. He wants his Galus Libai. What does this literally mean? A fool doesn't want wisdom. A fool wants, like, impulsiveness. You know, my heart should just, whatever my heart wants, I'm impetuous, I'm impulsive. Some of the Mepharshim say, A fool doesn't want to learn. He just wants to express himself, wants to talk all the time. He just wants to say what's on his heart instead of silence and learning. Here, the Rebbe gives an outstanding interpretation. His galus libo here is something very profound. It's the love and the awe that is revealed in your heart. Inspiration, enthusiasm. That's what the Ksil, that's what the Nefesh of Bahamas wants. He wants Avivirah. The Ksil, the Nefesh of Bahamas, doesn't want Tvuna. He doesn't want Meichen. He wants Midas. Because over there, he can't latch on. The host cell won't let him in. In Midas, he can, he can, he can, he can find an entrance into it. Not, not in Meichen. The Ksil doesn't want Tvuna. He wants Ava Vayira, his Galus Liba. Now, I hope this is clearly understood, but I just want to clarify it. When we speak these words, he's not being mavatal ava v'yira. He's talking about ava Hashem and yira Hashem. These are the middas of the nefesh elikis. The first part of the maimer was about nefesh, then was about ruach. These are extraordinary qualities, and you you know we don't have to fool ourselves. You know, if I could if I could internalize a little bit of the evet knayni in my life. If I could be for one day an Evet Kneini, it's not bad at all. <laughs> but an Evet Kneini is, there's a loyalty there. There's a commitment there. Yes, there is disassociation. 
there's anger, there's resentment, there's falling prey in action or words or thoughts. Okay, that's called a human being. We make mistakes and we uh, bounce back. So it's very important that the aside of all these maimonim is complete honesty, not to suddenly deceive myself. Oh, now I'm an omoivriya, now I'm an evadivri. But to really have honesty in your Avedis Hashem and in life, you have to appreciate what everything is and what it's not. As he said earlier in the Mimer, and I'm going to repeat it here, that when you're in a particular level, you're not supposed to want a higher level. Because if you want it too much, you can't be present where you are. In other words, when I start, the, and, and sometimes we have this temptation to be where we don't want to be because I want to have everything. You know, I want to have the higher consciousness. So it's very important to know where you are. Because only when you know where you are, can you actually evolve. If I don't know where I am, so then I deceive myself. I'm dishonest. Only when I know where I am, can I have a genuine relationship with where I am. And then ultimately, learn and gain awareness from yet a deeper state of consciousness. And perhaps organically and seamlessly, be able to connect to that on some level, but it's only with the prerequisite of never deluding yourself or fooling yourself where you are. So Evet Knaini is very, very powerful. Evet Ivri is Mamash Akavald. It's Mamash, it's awesome. But here, it looks like he's Mavatal Evet Ivri, but it's not Mavatal. It's not Mavatal like judging, oh, it's nothing. It's just defining the condition of human existence and its relationship with infinity. And here we learn about the infinite gradations from Evid Knaini to Evid Ivri to the next level. I just, it's very important to qualify because he says, oh, the Yitzhahara wants Avaviyiri, you know? The Yitzhahara wants you to love God and fear God. Is that such a terrible thing? No, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And of course, in the level that is beyond Evid Ivri, there's also Avas Hashem Vayiris Hashem. Avas Hashem is a mitzvah. The point is, it's not about Ava. It's not about Yira. There is a lot of passion, but it's not about the passion. Now, what does all of this mean? What does, what does this mean? If anybody wants to explain what this means, you're welcome to explain. Is there anybody who wants to explain? Please, uh, if you want to speak, Reb Nuchen can unmute you, or if you want to text, you can also text. If not, you're going to have to listen to my speech. So it's a choice you're going to have to make now. What does it mean, these words, key words? Midas heim chutz la'etza. Shemidas heim espailas. V'chol espailas is chutz la'etza. D'kshahu b'sachdus eneh shayich az lehispailas. What does this mean? We usually associate moichen with detachment and midas with attachment. Right? You'll say, this guy is a professor. He's a cerebral. He's cerebral. He's out for lunch. Yeah? Spouses will often uh, complain about their second half, their partner. I don't feel his emotion. I don't feel the empathy. I don't feel the imaya naichi betzar. You know, he's a scholar. He's smart. He knows all the information. Right? There's that old anecdote. Are computers masculine or feminine? And the answer is they're masculine because they retain enormous amounts of data and yet they remain clueless. So a computer has a lot of data. 
So I have tremendous data. I know and I know and I learn and I learn. But where am I? I'm nowhere to be seen. Midas means I'm emotional. I care. I love. I love. I'm in awe. I fear. But I'm emotional. There's somebody, there's a beating heart. There's a beating heart. When we speak about emotions, right? We go, my emotions, fill my heart. It's all in the, the brain is the source of everything. But it means that it's, you know, my blood is being pumped in a different way. It's felt in a very real way. So Midas is actually personalization. We spoke before about the Bechain. What's the Bechain? The Bechain is relevance. What's relevance? Relevance means it's applicable to life. If it's applicable to life, I can get emotional about it. If it's just academic uh, academic brilliance, it's abstract. It's abstract. Right? People will often complain that they learn Gemara for many years, but they don't find it relevant. It's not inspiring. They're learning about this law and this halacha, and it's an interesting pilpul, and it's alumnus. But what does it have to do with me? Middus is all has to do with me. So intuitively, if I would ask somebody, what's a deeper place of Avedis Hashem? Moichin or Middus? And the answer should, of course, be Middus. Of course, Middus. Middus means you're enthusiastic. You're, you're alive. You're inspired. Moichin means you understand. But you could still be cold. You could be very, very cold. And that's 100% true what I said. But that's one perspective. Here he's addressing yet a deeper perspective. And the two are completely not contradictory. It's just you have to appreciate there is Midas and there is Moichen. And on one level, Midas is so much more powerful and important than Moichen because it, it makes it alive. And yet here he's introducing us to a, a deeper state of consciousness where it actually works the other way around. And for this, we have to understand the Moichen he's talking about and the Midas he's talking about. Now, as I told you yesterday, if you're going to understand this right away, that's not a good thing. Meaning, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. If your instinctive response is, what is this guy talking about? Good. <laughs> good. If your temptation is to argue, good. If uh, you just feel it's like, I don't know what you want, good. Good. In other words, the more confusion, the better. You'll forgive me. The less confusion, the worse. And what I mean by that is, he's trying to change a paradigm here. Whenever you change a paradigm, if there's no resistance, it's like if somebody comes into a therapist's office, the worst thing that can happen is that everything the therapist says, you agree. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the problem. Stop agreeing. I'm not touching you. If if you agree, it means basically you're not getting it. It's superficial. It's the resistance that means that there is a a point of contact. And I'm giving this introduction precisely because it's important to understand the Chiddush. It's important to understand the paradigm shift. What does it mean? When there's the Havana is this. Midis, Midis are very powerful. Emotional connection 
is where relationships are at. You love yourself, you love your father, you love your mother, you love your spouse, you love your children, you love your family, you love your close friends, you love your community. Emotions are where relationships happen. Emotions. And not just in the human realm. Lahavdal in the animal world as well. This deep, today we know with all the studies, it seems like there's deep emotion in animal, no question. And certainly from a chassidah's perspective, the nefesh of Bahamas is full of emotion. And the nefesh al-kis is full of emotion. And the nefesh al-kis is a chelik al-kamimah. It's godly. So the emotions of the nefesh al-kis are divine. How can the Rebbe say, how can a Rebbe say, Shahamidis, Afilu shal nefesh al-kis, Einam kelim lalakus? What words? The midis, I understand if you tell me the midis of the nefesh of Bahamas, I'm not kelim for al-kus. I got it. The midis of the nefesh of Bahamas, I'm in a primitive animal consciousness. Got it. I'm in love with, 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 with steak or, or milkshakes or my ego or my insecurities. Fine, I understand. But the midis of the nefesh alikis are not kalim lalakus. <laughs> and who's saying this? These, these are the teachings that teach what a nefesh alikis is. We learned many times. You remember the beginning of the Maimon? Neshamash and Asatabi? Tahirihi. A nefesh alikis. You know what a nefesh alikis is? A nefesh alikis is the infinity in you. It's the godliness in you. It's the divinity in you. The midis of the nefesh alikis are not kalim for alikus. What words? I'm going to say a lechayim on coffee that uh, God should help that uh, what I say now should uh, I should be a conduit for at least a little bit of the truth he's trying to convey. Yes, middas are very, very powerful. Middas are emotions. But let's remember one thing about middas. One thing. What is the underlying core of Midas? The underlying core of Midas, and that's what gives it its power. (laughs) What gives it its power, the underlying core of Midas is one word. And that word consists of one letter. And that letter is I, capital I. I feel. I feel. Every Midas, is that paradigm. The software of the middah may change, but not the hardware. Those of you who know about computer programming, which I don't know, but I'll still give a metaphor. No, the software can change. But then there's going into the hard drive. And then there's going into the chip. The hard drive of every middah and the chip of every middah is what? Let's go talking about cells. The nucleus. The nucleus. A cell has a lot going on in it. It's a whole universe. But the nucleus, the brain, the core of it is what? I. I know today we text, love you, thinking of you. But love you is not a sentence in English. You would fail. You would fail your English exam. Love you must have an I. With a love you, what love? I. I love you. And it's not just about English grammar and diction. It's about the concept. What's the definition of a middah? It's appealing to me. It's relevant to me. That's the beauty of it. I am excited about it. I love you. I hate you. I don't mean you. I'm in love. 
I'm, 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 I'm overwhelmed, I'm overtaken, I'm emotional, I'm excited, I'm nervous, even I'm anxious. But I'm feeling, I'm feeling. There's some truth that I, my system is responding to. And because my system is responding to, I'm getting excited about it. Either I'm gravitating to you or I'm recoiling from you. Either there's connection or there's disconnection. Either there's attachment or there's detachment. But celebidic, sefreilich, because the basis of all middas is one word, I. That's what it's about. It's ultimately how truth is mitigated to accommodate the I. All middas. It could be truth. That's the nefesh alakis. The nefesh alakis's middas are coming from truth. They're not coming from blindness, from bias, from trauma, from toxicity, from insecurity, from selfishness, from narcissism. They're coming from the connection to the divine. It's the nefesh alakis. Emes. The middah is coming from truth, from alakus. But you're not a keli for alakus. Why are you not a keli for alakus? Because what's the nekuda, what's the essence, what's the core, what's the nucleus, what's the hard drive of every middah? The hard drive of every middah is how truth is mitigated to accommodate my emotions, my experiences, my sensibilities. That's why I'm excited about it. I will never become excited about something that I don't relate to. Could I? How could you get excited about something that you don't relate to? You can't. I need it to relate to me, so I should be able to get excited about it. That's why he says, Middas are always chutz la'etzim. Because Middas are his spilus. And all his spilus is chutz la'etzim. What does it mean, Middas are his spilus? Middas is how I am moved by it. And that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited because I'm moved by it. And that because I'm moved by it, it means that I have not touched the core. What am I? Where am I? I'm trying to experience it. I'm trying to experience it in a way that it's relatable to me. And without that, you can't have a middah. That's the beauty of middahs. The beauty of middahs is, it's relevant to my life. My body, my sensations, my emotions are responding. I'm on fire in one way or another. Call his spilus is chutzla etzim. Why? What's pshat his spilus? His spilus is, I am moved by you. So it's the way the you reaches me and redefines me. By definition, his spilus denotes distance. Emotional closeness denotes emotional distance. Because what's making me emotionally close is that it's the way the etzem, whatever it is, the idea, the truth, the person, is filtered through the prism of my experience to be able to appeal to my identity and have me emotionally involved in this experience. It's beautiful, it's amazing, but it's chutzla etzem. I have not touched the core. I have not touched the MS. The MS touched me. But that means I did not touch it. In science, today we know, and a very good metaphor for this is, how light works. 
We don't see anything. We say this is red, this is blue, this is green. But no, no, no. This is not red and it's not blue and it's not green. (laughs) It's basically the object gives off what's called electromagnetic waves, frequencies of light that can be absorbed by my retina, by my eye. My eye's chemistry can relate to certain uh, frequencies of light that are coming from that object, and my brain interprets it as red or green and blue. Now, as long as 7 billion people interpret it the same way, it's not a problem because it's considered red. But this is not a description of the etzem. It's a description of how I process it through my kalim, through my perception. And that's what middas are. All middas is my processing of the idea in a way that it actually speaks to me. It excites me. The more his spilus, the more outside of the etzem I am. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's really that's really what excitement means. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Isn't ultimately what we want is uh, uh, closeness and relationship with Akkadish Baruch We cannot get more than that. We cannot uh, become, uh, in essence, one with him because he is, he is, and maybe even if, if he lives through us and has that nefesh and, and neshama that is pure him, but still, ultimately, what we want is a relationship. Ultimately, we want is, uh, in a way, emotions of being in relationship. Right. So this intellectual pursuit, in a way, even if we comprehend it more, and looks like Moifin is the ultimate truth, but that ultimate truth should bring us to that relationship, to that closeness. We cannot ask for more. In, in, in essence, what I'm asking, wish. What's wrong with being in a state of emotional love and awe? Isn't it ultimately where we, what we can reach? Right. So, uh, somebody texted me, try to experience this rather than understand it. <laughs> Very well. Uh, somebody wrote, Emotions, even the highest and most exquisite, are necessary to motivate a person, but are external to the essence and to moichen. After such inspiration by external middas, one can internalize the moichen intellect to absorb the truth and transform oneself. I have observed hundreds of balei tshuva, those who last go step by step, those who last go step by step with a solid foundation, then building up. Those who go for the black hat right away fail easily. I didn't understand the connection. Is Neshama the level of a tzaddik? Okay. Thank you for all the texts and all the comments. Now, somebody just wrote, (laughs) the truest way to describe red is to call it 3.7 megahertz. Very good. 3.7 megahertz. Precisely because the essence of the middas is the eye, 
It's why it took the hum- ultimate humble person with Adonai to receive the intellectual essence of Emes, the Torah, to the Moichin to be fully transformative. Yet wasn't Hashem acting on his middas by desiring a Diribetachtoinim? I'm not sure I get the point you're making exactly. Please dumb it down for Hungarians. Uh, please, no racism here. I guess you're talking, I don't know if you're talking about, my grandma used to say, Real truth, once realized intellectually, encompasses both the intellectual realization and the passion emotions. Both are vital for the relationship. Remember, Futov has to say that English is a grabesprach, because whenever you spell the letter I, it's always capital. Okay, very good, very good ha'aris. Very good ha'aris. We're talking about a relationship in Abavram. But we're talking about two types of relationships. There's a relationship where I remain outside, and there's a relationship where there's complete oneness. And this is the difference between Ruach and Neshama, or the difference between Midas and Meichen. Why? I really don't a text. I really don't understand what you're saying, but I know in my heart that it sounds and feels good. Okay? I live somewhat of what the rabbi is saying here and there. There's some understanding. I'm hoping to stick around long enough that something will stick. My whole life is an Evid Kneini. M- maybe. At best. How do we break it down to start and change and perhaps more Evid Ivri and so forth? Is there a way to break it down? Can I experience an awareness that my eye is part of rather than an awareness that is part of the eye? Is this what you're saying? Try to experience this rather than understand it. Experience an awareness that my eye is part of rather than an awareness that is part of my eye. Whoever said this, very well put. Why can't we ask for more? We can get closer and closer. We're part of Hashem. Yeah, that's why we're asking for more. But you always have to be honest where you are. Maybe let me give a a marshal that it's maybe not a perfect marshal, but I think it can uh, can help us understand the Nakuda. Again, it's not, it's really deeper than the marshal, but, uh, but I think there's something to be said about it. They tell a story. It's a marshal I heard many years ago from Rabbi El Khan, actually, with a whole story, but I'll just tell you the point. There was a poor man who was invited to a rich man's house for a dinner. He hasn't had a meal in a long time, never mind a good meal. He comes in and uh, he sits down. And first he starts commenting on the comfort of the chairs, like, wow, wow, wow. Then he looks at the cutlery. He starts clicking the cutlery and looking at it, wow, wow. He looks at the plates and he marvels. Every course that was delivered, he was mully his spilus, emotional, ecstatic, excited. The wealthy person was very quiet, just eating very quiet, politely, serene. So somebody in the kitchen says, finally, somebody appreciates our food. This guy doesn't start complimenting it. So his friend said, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. 
This is new for him, so he's excited about it. For the wealthy person, this is who he is. He's not excited about it. For the poor person, he's chutz etzem. He's distant from it. So he's excited. There's his spilus. Yeah. For the rich person, he so takes it for granted. It's so much part of his his system. He's not excited, not because he doesn't care, because he's so connected, he doesn't even get excited. And I'll prove it to you. He says, tomorrow, take away the food for, from him, and you'll see if he gets excited. They don't give him the regular food, and he's up in arms. He's furious. He's angry. So the chef tells the other guy, he says, yesterday he seemed so apathetic and indifferent. He was not. He was just so much part of him that he wasn't excited. Not because he wasn't excited, because the excitement was completely, completely one with him. Today, you take it away from him, and you see how angry he is. With a poor man, it's the other way around. Yesterday, he was so excited. Today, he doesn't have it. No, it's back to the same situation. Why, why am I saying this, Marshall? Why am I saying this, Marshall? I'm just going to read what somebody just wrote, wrote here. Why is Meichen considered a keli for etzem? Isn't it also a limited medium, albeit less limited and less self-oriented than Midas? The ultimate response to the Bavram, the ultimate is not a relationship on my terms only, but to lose myself completely, to lose the I in the essence of God. A relationship exists between two disparate entities, but the ultimate is to merge into, into one. <laughs> I understand why Midas is really remote, because it's ultimately I, and at the end it's dangerous, because there's no real transformation, and I could get confused between good and bad. That's why the Ksil wants his Galus Libai. In the Bittal of Midas, I touch the Etzem, and this is something that people are very, very afraid to experience and to understand and to feel. They don't want to surrender. Maybe the level which is higher is to be a Merkava like the Ovis, where you're one. Can you explain this concept between a husband and a wife relationship, between Meichen-based relationship versus Midas-based relationship? Shaul for Merrick, New York. Okay, you want me to get back into marriage? Let's try to summarize all of this, at least Bekitzer. We don't have much time, but just very Bekitzer, try to summarize all of this, what the point is. Um, Midas versus Meichen. Ask not what God can do for you. Ask what you can do for truth. Ask not what truth means for you. Ask what you mean for truth. Ask not what your wife can do for you. Ask what you can do for your wife. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Ask not how I remain the center and everything now needs to be filtered to appeal to me. You could ask that, but you always remain in a very confined orbit and your relationship is very limited, and you're not ready for any real transformation. So when you're in a good mood, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You're inspired. But why are you inspired? You're inspired 
Because God works for you. That's what you're inspired. It works for you. It works for my system. Gewaldic. And now a few hours later, my animal soul wakes up and suddenly the system is in a different place. So the middas are changed. And it's very easy to fluctuate from one place to another place. Why? Because the basis ultimately was asking how you can be here for me. Which in a certain state in life is very, very important. Because I am I, and I need to be able to feel that you mean something for me, and you enhance me, and you appeal to me. And that's why middas are so, so important. But they're never a state of oneness, of his achdos. On the contrary, I remain an outsider. And because I remain an outsider, that's why I cherish my excitement. I'm excited because you have reached me. And because you have reached me, I'm excited about it because my system is now on fire. What's missing here? What's missing here is one major element in the relationship. And I'm going to go back to that word. Etzem, bittel, his achdos. The real oneness, the real relationship with truth that transcends me. I'll never be a Kali for Elikus if I remain in the realm of Midas. There was a debate about this. I don't know how familiar you are, but it's a fa- fascinating piece of history. The Balatanya passed away. He had a chassid whose name was Reb Aaron Halevi Horowitz, Reb Aaron Strasheller. He became a Rebbe. The Balatanya had a son, the Mittler Rebbe, who became the second Rebbe of Chabad. There was a split. A lot of chassidim went to Reb Aaron Halevi of Strasheller, who was a very big man. He passed away in the middle of davening, Shemini Atzeres. His son took over, then his son passed away shortly after, and the dynasty dissolved. Rabbi Aaron Alevi of Strashella and the Mittler Rebbe had a very big debate. Rabbi Aaron Alevi of Strashella writes that the main thing in Yiddishkeit is his spilus. Emotions, emotions, emotions. You looked at him davening, he would dance and jump and scream and make with his hands. And he was actually a holy Jew. He wasn't fake. I'm not talking about a fake uh, shtick. And the Mittler Rebbe used to say, Lo yach the Nefesh Bahamas loves all these emotions. <laughs> and he held, he held that emotions are beautiful, but there's a certain fakeness in them. And when it comes to Elikus, it becomes very delusional. Even not because the person is not, the person may be holy. The person may actually be holy. But as he says, there's an achiza. A lot of dishonesty could come from it. Even if not by the person himself, but by other people or at a later stage in the person's life. Why? Because the paradigm of emotions is God. I need you to accommodate me. I need you to speak to my heart. Do whatever it takes, but just get me excited. Lord, get me high. Lord, get me high. What's the problem with that statement that was said by somebody? 
What's the problem with this? What do you feel when you hear this? Lord, get me high. Huh? The answer is clipper. <laughs> there's something, there's something, there's something very profoundly missing here. I'm never a, I don't want to be a Kaylee for a Lacus. I want a Lacus to be a Kaylee for me. <laughs> I want to use God. I want to use truth. I need to live an inspired life. God, can you help me? Oh, great. You helped me. The Mittler Rebbe said, learn Chassidus. Understand, 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 understand. Not in a way of understanding where you're a detached robot. No. Moichin is bittel. Moichin is achdos. Moichin is ask not how the Lord can get you high. Ask what's the truth of Elikus. Understand, what is Elikus, what is Ein Soif? Of course, as much as I can. As much as I can. In Moichin, I'm searching for one thing, for the emes, for the pnimius, for the atzmius. And that's why real Moichin, he said, I'm not the Bechein. It's ask not how it relates to me. I'm asking another question. How do I relate to it? Or even deeper, I'm not even asking about me. I'm trying to strip myself from the eye and touch the core of the idea. And as he said earlier, when you touch the core, it's not an idea anymore. It's not an idea. Midas, the idea has to come down into relevance. And in real Meichen, I'm looking for that which is even beyond the idea. I don't even want the idea. It's true, Meichen without Midas yeah, is something fundamentally wrong because we come back to a place of emotion. We come back. But it's not that we don't want Midas. We don't want it should be about Midas. You understand the difference? We want Midas. Of course we want Midas. Without Midas, you have a computer. Computer knows much more than I. Google knows much more. You want Midas, but you want the Midas should be a chilek of the moichen. It's not about the Midas. Of course there's Ava Vayira. The Ava Vayira in Moichin is much deeper. It's an Ava Vayira of Etzem. It's not an Ava Vayira of Hispilus. It's an Ava Vayira of Oneness. It's not an Ava Vayira of my experience of you. What did this person write before? What did this person write? Somebody had a very good expression. It's the awareness that my eye... (laughs) Can I experience an awareness that my eye is part of it rather than an awareness that is part of my eye? In Midas, the paradigm is my eye. That's it. Every awareness has to be part of it. You work for it, great. What am I looking for? I'm looking for Chitzenius. I'm not looking for Etzen. I'm looking for Chitzenius. I need to be inspired. Give me good information. So this one likes a niggin, this one likes a story, this one likes a joke, this one likes a vertel. You know what I'm looking? I'm looking for a good vart by Shalashudas so I can get excited. Why did Al-Tarebbe dedicate hundreds, thousands of my modern with long explanations of Ishtalshalus and the world and Ein Saif? Why? Why? He wasn't trying to give information. Because that's where real transformation happens. 
Real transformation happens over there. You know why real transformation happens over there? Because that's where this transcendence. That's where my eye can go to a place that is beyond that. And therefore, even my animal soul becomes deeply, deeply affected. How, do, how does transformation in life happen? Anybody knows? Transformation doesn't happen through emotion. <laughs> emotion is the beginning. Transformation happens through awareness that takes me out of my orbit, opens me up to another reality. And that moment, I'm a different person. Now I have to assimilate it back into my emotions, into my life, into my behavior. You can have a person sitting with you, and they're very emotional. They're crying, or they're happy, and they're very, very emotional. But they're completely confined in their own orbit. Why? And they're not even ready to go out of it. Why? Because I'm completely defining the truth based on my feelings. And I'm very, very emotional. Where does transformation happen? All transformation happens when you can actually not become distant, not remain distant. Chutzla etzen, which will never allow you to be a keli for Ein Saif. Because it's always about my experience of it, but rather where I must surrender to the truth rather than the truth surrendering to me. And in that truth, there can be rebirth. I transcend the I. When you go out of the system of I, you can recreate and recalibrate that system. When I'm inside of it, I'm just, I'm just stuck in my confinedness where I always remain outside of the etzem. There's no hisachdus. In real moichin, there's this achdus. What's pshat is this achdus? It's like I go into the mikveh. I'm completely submerged. You don't even see me. In midis, all you see is me. All I see is me. In moichin, I don't see me. And because I don't see me, the me can actually go through a rebirth. Or to put it differently, in midis, I want to find myself in God. In moichin, I want to lose myself in God. In Moichin, it's not even I want to lose myself in God. I'm ready to lose myself in God. How many of you, you asked me to bring this down in Hungarian words. I don't know exactly what you mean, but how many of us are always looking to find ourselves? I want to find myself in God. I want to find myself in Yiddishkeit. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We love it. But what does that have to do with MS? <laughs> what does that have to do with MS? It's all me, 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 me. Even the Nefesh Elikis is excited about God. He says, you're not a Kaili for Elikus. To be a Kaili for Elikus is Ein Oid Movadai. To be a Kaili for Elikus means you have to be Teufus Infinity. And the very definition of Midas defies infinity because Midas is the way infinity speaks to my condition and my situation today. It's beautiful, but you're not a Kaili for Elikus, even the Midas of the Nefesh Elikus. And that's why the Ksil loves his Galus Liboy. He loves the love and the passion, the love and the passion. We get excited about passion. 
So the Rebbe says, I know we get excited about passion, but I want you to know who else gets excited about passion. The Nefesh of Bahamas gets excited about passion. You know why he gets excited about passion? Now, we're talking about deep stuff here. Meaning, most lectures you'll hear about Judaism, everyone is complaining, there's no passion, nobody davens with passion, nobody's a Jew with passion, everything is robotic, robotic, robotic. Right? We all want passion, 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 passion. Go to any Shabbaton, any lecture, what is it called? Project Inspire, this project, that project, to get inspired, passion, passion, passion. <laughs> and that's true because passion relative to lack of passion is the difference from east to west. But here we're touching a much deeper Nakuda. And that is, yes, passion is amazing and passion is awesome and passion is beautiful, but passion is always based on one thing. And that is, I have to find myself in you. (laughs) I need to find me in you. In other words, if you can't become me, if you can't accommodate me, I am out of the picture. So it's great. It's a great level of Avodah Hashem. It's a beautiful level of Avodah Hashem. But he says, that's the Avodivity. But what? I'm in a state of espinalus, and every state of espinalus means that I'm outside of the etzem. I'm not touching the etzem. Why? Because if I would touch the etzem, the eye can't be present. Because if the eye is present, I'm not touching the etzem. I'm touching the etzem the way it affects me and appeals to me and speaks to me, which is always filtered, compressed, mitigated, compromised, diluted. So what I'm calling passion the Rebbe says, I know you're very, very passionate. And it's amazing and it's incredible. I just want you to know that the animal soul can have a very, very easy access there. There's very, very easy access there. Why? Because at the core of Midas is Yeshus. At the core of Midas is that I have to remain outside. I'm not ready to become one. I'm not ready to melt away in infinity. Now, when I melt away in infinity, there is love and there's awe and there's passion and there's emotion. Much more. But it's not about emotion. It's not about passion. My emotions and passions are not the barometer of the relationship. The barometer of the relationship is ask not how you can make me emotional. Rather, it's me becoming part of the ultimate truth, not the ultimate truth being reduced to my sensibilities to the Bechay. So Bemela, Bemela, now we usually don't speak this. We usually don't speak this. You know why? Because if I could explain Yiddishkeit and bring out the Bechay, it's a very high level. Relevance, relevant, that's what people want to hear. Yeah. If I can get up and show people how Judaism is a path to a better life, a happier life, yeah? I'll tell you, I travel a lot. I give lectures. Well, not now, but generally. Yeah. What are the titles? What are the titles that people give me? Yeah. What are the titles? How to live a life without anxiety. How to live a life without stress. We have here a few therapists sitting. Why do people come into the office? Why do people come into the office? When they sit down with the therapist, yeah? Yeah, what do they say? They say, oh, my marriage is horrible. Uh, I'm unhappy. I'm miserable. I don't get along with my mother. I don't get along with my kids. Uh, I lost my job and I, and I hate myself. Uh, I was abused. What are they looking for? They're looking for somebody to, to, to soothe the soul, to comfort the soul. They're looking to be able to, to cultivate middas, relationships with themselves and others that are, that, are, that are wholesome, that are nice, that are healthy, that are productive, right? 
I go around. What do people want? They want me to speak. How I can enhance my marriage. Uh, how could Judaism can be exciting. How I can have a better relationship with my children. How I can be less stressed. How I can make. Uh, how I can be more successful. How I can actualize my potential. And those are beautiful, beautiful words. I speak about this all the time. Many of you know it. But what is this? This is always truth with a bechain. I'm not looking for the truth. I'm looking for how truth makes me a happier person. Awesome, beautiful. And we're going to be there. We want that. We want you to be a very, very happy person. But even the nefesh kiss, which is looking for truth, it's excited about truth. The moment it's about my excitement about truth, my ave, my yire, my izgalos liboy, my lave is on fire. A keli for elikus, you're not. You're a good guy. <laughs> but elikus is oneness. It's enoid movada. It's everything. It's infinity. And the very experience of it, in terms of my experience, my orbit, is already is already a stida. Now, let me tell you something. Most people don't like to hear this. You know why, right? Why do most people not like to hear this? Because if you like to hear this, then you didn't hear what I'm saying. Because <laughs> if you liked what I'm saying, then you didn't hear what I'm saying. I don't want you to like what I'm saying. I want you to say, Rabbi Waiwai, you're exaggerating. You're speaking about levels, stop. It's, it's not really relevant. Yeah, yeah, fight it, fight it. We want emotions, we want relationships. I also want emotions. But this is real emotions. This is not not emotions, real emotions. I'm going to finish with one story. It's very late, I'm going to finish with one story. A lot of of texts came in today. Somebody says, who has achieved this? What human being has achieved this and stayed there? It seems like nobody. If we are going to find a lakus, we can't be present, total bittle. So we may not know we are there. In other words, we can't be present at that time. If we're not touched by middas, does that mean we are in touch with the essence? <laughs> not necessarily, but I understand what you're saying from, I guess, a particular perspective. I became from from emotions. Shloyme Kalbach, Breslov style. The Meichen intellectual approach maybe works for others. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Shloyme Kalbach, song, stories, yeah, emotion, tugs at my heart, makes me feel good about Judaism. That's what made me from. And I like the Breslov approach. Teach Breslov. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay. I'm just reading all the all the all the a lot of comments here. More comments. I'm Hungarian, but I did read Martin Buber. Thank you. Great cheer. Okay? So you're Hungarian and you read Martin Buber. Fine. Tovilachabracha. Before you ask a question, who achieved this? And can anybody stay there? And what's the use of it? 
You're asking good questions. But I want you to be typhus. Why the Rebbe, the Balatanya, and the Rebbe Rashab, why they felt so strongly about learning and understanding Chassidus non-stop. And most of the Maimarim don't deal with direct emotions. We learn about Shviris HaKelem, Toyu, Tikkun, Atzilus, Briyas, Sviris, Nefesh, Alekis, Ishtalshlus, Tzimtzum, Pre-Tzimtzum. Yes, I always try to give a Bechein in this year to make it a little relevant in marriage and stress and your children and yourself and your Vedas Hashem. But why was it so important? People ask me, were you going to learn again about Mamala Kalalman and Saif of Kalalman? <laughs> Somebody asked me if I get bored saying Mamala and Saif Somebody asked me. A close person to me said, don't you get bored? So I told this person, I said, whenever I teach Mamala and Saif I actually hope that he says something more about Mamali and Saif. Every Maimah says something else about Mamali and Saif. I don't get bored of it because it's, it's the oxygen of existence. It's like you get bored of breathing. You don't get bored. It's the oxygen of it. It's the DNA. You get bored of your genes. But I want to finish with a story. It's late. So I want to finish with a story. The story is a very, very deep story. Extremely profound. And it relates very much to this. And I'll explain to you why the Mittler Rebbe disagreed with Rabbi Aaron Halevi of Strashella. He used to say, and he was a holy Jew. Some of you won't relate to the story, which is also fine. Rabbi Aaron Halevi of Strashella, I told you, became a Rebbe after the Balatanya passed away. He was very charismatic, extremely charismatic. And uh, because he was so charismatic... He had a big following, and he was a very big man. He was a holy, holy Jew. He was not uh, he was not a politician. He was a big man. And there was a big chassid of the Balatanya. His name was Reb Isaac Hummeler. Reb Yitzhak Isaac Epstein. He was the Rav of Hummel. He used to finish Shas every year. He was a very, very big gone, big mind. He has Svarim, Chanariel, Shnei Ma'iris, Maimra Shiflis, Basim. He was the love of a big city, of a big community. Homil, Gomil, as the Russians say, Gomil. Homil is Russia or Ukraine? Russia, yeah? Belarus. Homil, Gomil, Belarus. Reb Yitzchak Isaac Epstein. So he wanted to go see the Reb Anastrashele. So he went. He went Shabbos. He said a mime. He finished, started to sing. Middle of the song, he got inspired and he jumped up on the table to dance. He was dancing and dancing, and it was it was a sight, and people were very inspired. In the middle, something happened. Okay. And I'm gonna try to explain it. I'm gonna try to explain it. If you understand, you understand. If not, okay. I understand if you don't understand. You know, sometimes you're sitting maybe by a Fabrengen or by a meal, a Shabbos meal, or by an event, and people are singing a song, and, and they're into it. And then the song finishes, and the inspiration is gone. They're done. They sang it already two, three, four, five times. But nobody wants to admit to themselves that they're not inspired anymore. So they do this song once more, but you could sense that this time it's devoid of real uh, emotion. It's like a shell without anything inside. They're singing the song, they're going through the motions, trying to convince themselves that they're still inspired, but really the battery is dead. They're just doing it because nobody wants to admit that two minutes ago we were dancing, 
thing, and we thought we touched heaven, and now it's all over. <laughs> it's gone. It's dead. I'm not interested. I'm ready for my cholent. They're not ready to admit this. So what do we do? We do the song again, but it's not the same. So Rabbi Isaac saw that Adon Alevi of Strashela was on top of the table dancing. And then he finished the song and he continued dancing. But he saw that when he started the song over again to continue dancing, the inspiration that was there a few moments before was gone. And he just continued the dance. You know, I don't want to say continue the show, but he continued the dance. And Rabbi Isaac looked at him, and he called him by his first name, as he used to do in the old, in the earlier days, and he said these words, Adela, Adela, gay Arab von Tisch. Adela, Adela, get down from the table. <laughs> and he ran, because the Hasid of Aaron didn't like when somebody would call their Rebbe by his first name. But that's the moment he went to the middle Rebbe, because he felt... He felt that such a thing would never happen by the Mitlida, by the son of the Balatanya. I will say, what's the big deal? He wanted to be Ma'ayr of the crowd. Yeah, you're right. Relative to lower levels, it's not such a big deal. But he felt that this, there was something off about this. That's why in the world of Midas, the Nefesh of Bahamas has an Achizah. Why? Because the world of Midas takes you away from the bittle and the oneness with Emmas. It brings a lakus into my Metzias. The moment it brings a lakus into my Metzias, now my Nefesh Abahamas woke up. My Nefesh Abahamas woke up. Okay. So now I can go away even from true Midas. I can go into false Midas. I can fake my inspiration just to impress the crowd. In the world of Meichen, in the world of Meichin, of Isachdus, of Etzem, you never step away from that truth. You never step away from infinity. You never step away from infinity. Let me read the last questions and we'll call it a day. If I'm not in touch with my Midas, does it mean I'm in touch with my essence? You're asking now a very deep question. No, I could not be in touch with my Midas because I'm just dead. But it's sometimes an opportunity to touch the etzim. When you're not feeling, you can actually sometimes go into a deeper place. Because you could say, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my spouse or for my child. Ask not. When you're not feeling, it's actually an opportunity sometimes to go to a deeper place. The parameter of truth is not your feelings. The parameter of truth is not your parameter of truth. The Pshalom Fashtais Tabisl. Ah. Even faking is a good madrega these days when there's so many of us who have no midas, no moichen, lebedika singing, dancing, happy minion, chizik for people, even if it doesn't last so much. Okay, point well taken. Once you are there, it lingers within you forever. That's, you said, very profound. Once you're there, there's no, 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 no going away. Who achieves this? The Avas, Moshe Rabbeinu, who did Eber Hashab? Obviously, I don't think that I, yeah, I told you, I struggle with being an Evet Knaini. <laughs> right? But this 
like everything in Chassidus, it's not about all or nothing. It's about appreciating the truth of this. And each one of us is impacted by it in one way or another. Obviously, relative to who you are, and knowing all my flaws and the fact that sometimes emotions would be the greatest thing for me. (laughs) For some of us, myself included, a good, wholesome, inspirational emotion would be wonderful. At the end of the day, even one who gets the truth, even there, isn't there the good feeling of being in touch with the truth? So everything always circles around feeling for us humans at the end of the day. You're right. But if you can understand that, you're already in a much better place. The Rebbe Rashab is not telling you to experience this. At least understand this. And if you understand this, you already have an experience of it. Because what we understand becomes part of us. If you can understand this and really internalize it, you're already in a much deeper place in your life. You're in a much deeper place in your life. You're in a much more authentic place in your life. Most importantly, this is where all transformation happens. Real transformation happens not in the world of Midas. It happens in the world of Meichen. Not detached Meichen. Meichen which brings me face to face with a truth that is not defined by me. The I is defined by the truth rather than the truth defined by the I. That's the summation. Ask not how the truth can be defined by the I. Ask how I can be redefined by the truth. And the truth is (laughs) that in truth, I don't even ask that question. In truth, I don't even ask that question. Because if I'm asking that question, I'm already stepping away from the world of Meichen to the world of Midas. Okay, we'll stop here. I wish you all a beautiful and healthy day. Beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. It's a very special day. The Yom Hilula of the, of the Rebbe Rashab is a very special day. With a lot of spiritual energy. The Yartzeit of a Tzaddik generally has a lot of very spiritual energy. So may it, be, may it be a day where each of us could glean inspiration, and even more than inspiration, transcendence, to be able to remain fully connected with our truth, with the truth of our loved ones, with the truth of our people, with the truth of the world, especially in chaotic and, and crazy times. And my love and blessings to all of you. Stay healthy. Have a beautiful day, a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, inspiring meaningful, exciting, joyous with your families. And may Chodesh Nissen and Beis Nissen and all the days coming bring Yeshua, Refua, Bracha, Hatzlacha, Ad Blidai to uh, all of you and all of us, and really to our whole planet. And I wish everybody a wonderful and beautiful Shabbos. And Be'ezer Hashem, this Shia will resume uh, Monday morning. 8 o'clock, and now we're going to learn Gemara. Sunday at 4, we're going to have another children's program on the yeshiva.net. Please share it with your children or grandchildren, and have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.